Welcome to the Big Fucking Feelings Podcast, a show on how to use psychology to process your emotions, train your brain, and deal with being a human. And now, me, your host, psychology major, corporate badass, and certified life coach, Michelle Kevill. Hi, everyone. How are we all doing? I hope you are well. And if not, at least you are here. <laughs> so today's episode, I've actually switched it around a little bit and I'm going to be talking about self-compassion. Firstly, I am having the human experience, guys. It's been a rough couple of days, uh, personal stuff and at work, but I am sitting with the feelings and practicing what I teach and just, you know, going through it. And this is where having a little self-compassion for yourself is super, super important. And it can also be really uncomfortable having self-compassion. So today I want to talk about what it is, how we start giving it to ourselves and why it's really hard and why it's completely normal if it feels weird when you start doing it. So look, self-compassion, I really struggled with this. And now that I have noticed I'm giving myself a lot more self-compassion, I've started to find that it's actually super uncomfortable. Like when you hear the word compassion, you kind of think of all these warm and fuzzy feelings on the inside. But actually, when you do give yourself compassion, it can actually feel really terrible. And that is completely normal. It's just a new experience and your brain isn't used to it. And it's kind of like, what is going on? So what is self-compassion? To put it simply, it's just not treating yourself like shit. And you might be thinking you don't do that. And I used to think this as well. But looking back retrospectively, I was terrible to myself. And the issue is it's very hard for ourselves to see outside of who we are, like as in the third person. And at the end of the day, we don't know what we don't know. So if we've been doing this for so long to ourselves from the messages we've received thoughts in our head and maladaptive coping mechanisms, then we just think that like this is normal and we can't even see how we treat ourselves is completely different to how we treat others. So the best way to identify this is to just literally write down how you would treat a child, an animal or a friend in certain scenarios. So for example, What do you do when your best friend comes up to you and is upset because their boss got mad at them for a report error? What would you say to them and what would you do? Do you maybe vent about the boss, give them a pep talk, console them? Maybe you go get takeout and have some drinks, tell them, oh my God, no, you're amazing. Now on the flip side, Write down what you would say or do when the same scenario happens to you. Do you have conscious or subconscious thoughts around how shit you are? Do you have yourself a little pity party? Do you tell yourself you are a failure and that that error was huge and I'm so bad at my job? How are you talking to yourself? Like, would you say to your friend going through the same scenario, 
yeah, actually, you really suck at your job. That mistake was so bad. You should live in a fucking hole. Do you ruminate on that thought like absolutely no tomorrow and replay it over in your head? How do you treat yourself when you come home? Do you drown out the feelings with alcohol or food? Would you let a friend get completely blackout drunk? Yes, in the scenario that, you know, say you're having a little party and you're getting together and you're getting over it and you have wine with the gals and stuff, but we're not abusing the substances to an extreme or detriment. It's kind of done differently. When we're in a group of people, we're taking various substances. In this case, you know, drugs can be food as well. The mindset is different versus being by yourself eating a whole piece of cake alone to just drown out all the emotions. Another scenario, how do you treat a child or a friend when they are sick? Do you cook them a meal? Clean up for them while they are resting? Help try to take some of that pain away? Do you tell them not to come into the office and rest while you take care of the work stuff? Kids especially can get very, you know, emotional, like they want to cling to you. And yes, I, I don't have kids, but it can be very annoying when they just want to like be in your arms all the time. But when they're sick, we comfort them. We give them that, that warmth, that love, that kind of touch and like the hugs. I'm just imagining hugs here. That's what I used to get when I was sick. Just that warmth that they need. Now, how do you treat yourself when you're sick? Are you pushing through it? Are you ignoring it? Are you angry at yourself for being ill because work can't get done and then you shame yourself? Are you making yourself even more sick by not taking the time to rest and sit with the uncomfortable feelings of resting because you shame yourself when you are resting. Then look at how you treat yourself in everyday life. Do we expect our friends to go to the gym every day and then shame them for eating some cake? When your friends come over and they eat a meal, do you give them the time to enjoy that meal? Do you do the same for yourself? Or are you rushing to get the kids or your partner's food ready and then eating over the sink really fast? If you're even eating a full meal at all, do you really give a shit if your friend's house has some stuff around the home? Are you doing a million chores trying to get the place to a standard that you feel you can never meet. When you write down these different scenarios in your life, just notice how you would treat a friend versus yourself and you will start to see how badly you are treating yourself. It gives you the opportunity to look at it from a third person perspective. Because if you say wrote down how you treat yourself with absolutely no context, you would look at that. If someone showed that to you, you'd be like, oh, that's not very nice. And then it's almost like, well, this is actually how you treat yourself. And it's because we set our standards at a much higher bar than we do to others because of the maladaptive coping mechanisms, messages we've absorbed and unmanaged thoughts we have. Now, do not sit here and think, well, if I had self-compassion, I would be lazy. No. <laughs> That is a really dumb message we've absorbed from society. And yes, I applied my own thought to it by saying dumb. <laughs> and I'll talk, I'll talk about this kind of like in relation to the hustle in previous episodes. And this directly relates to my previous episode around fuck self-improvement. 
If anything, it should be fuck self-improvement and everybody should give themselves self-compassion. <laughs> That's what y'all need. You actually get more done efficiently if you are nice to yourself. When you don't treat yourself with care and compassion, you are flogging a dying horse. Seriously, if you're expecting yourself to work ridiculous hours, wear yourself down, shame and hate on yourself, which by the way takes up mental energy and makes you feel like shit and you're throwing yourself a little pity party, you're exhausted. You're not really going to be getting value-added work out. You're activating the limbic part of your brain, not the prefrontal cortex. And you're not going to have time for yourself or even enjoy life. Whereas if you're kind to yourself, you have the room to be who you are and grow from that. Like thoughts around something being super stressful or very pressuring, it just activates our limbic system into flight or flight mode. And I believe humans are actually naturally curious and we want to grow if given the chance. And there's an experiment called the rat park or rat heaven which i think is a perfect example of this so this was done during a time to assess drug addiction and what they did was they put a rat in with water and morphine and what they found is when it's just left with those two things it's going to hit the morphine a lot until it basically dies however they re-ran the experiment and instead they put the rat in a little rat heaven So it had the morphine, it had the water, but it also had food, it had friends, it had a playground, it had a very healthy environment. And what what they found is the rat barely touched the morphine. I believe this is the same concept with humans. If we take the pressure off, as in those unmanaged thoughts, we will choose to do things that want to make us grow. And of course, that's different for everyone. And I know this is true because I'm now a life coach. I'm managing my mind and my thoughts. And now my mind is in a little rat heaven. And it's at a place of much more stability. I'm not overworking. Guess what? I want to do even fucking more for the world. I want to be a life coach. Like this work helped me so much. I know it will help others. So I'm building a business and I'm sharing to get this stuff out and my voice heard. So once I pulled back from pushing myself, from flogging myself, and I actually gave that myself that self-compassion, it was from that place that I was able to grow and actually do more. I couldn't have done this without self-compassion. So how do we do it? Firstly, the model, of course. We need to work on managing our mind, and I talk about this a lot in earlier episodes. The example I gave where you look at identifying how you treat yourself versus others, such as the scenarios given. And secondly, we start fucking doing it. (laughs) And we start being nice to ourselves. And let me tell you, it's hard. (laughs) I still struggle with this, but it's ultimately a practice. The easiest way I find is through actions. So maybe It's just sitting down 20 minutes for a meal or just doing that chore for 20 minutes or allowing yourself to actually rest when you sit. 
So all these, I would say, are actions from an intentional model and how you want to feel. But what it does is it gets you to see, oh my God, I didn't die when I gave myself some compassion. The worst thing didn't happen when I took care of myself. And here's the thing. It's going to feel uncomfortable. And over time, you need to learn to sit with that because you need to calm down your limbic brain, which is like, excuse me, I'm sorry, you've gone off the right code. We should be shouting at ourselves. Why are you resting when you're sick? It just, it feels weird. The more small steps you take, the better it gets. And the more you start to observe when you are giving yourself self-compassion and really starting to celebrate that. Now, it can also be challenging to work out what level you want to stick with. But what I would do is a thought download on this. So for example, um, I recently had a gastro and I was pushing myself um, and I ended up making myself a little bit more sick on the weekend uh, because some of my thoughts were like, well, I should be, you know, I should be working on the weekend to get my business going, etc. And I shouldn't be wasting time. Basically, I'm wasting time resting and I was mad at myself for getting sick. And I ended up realizing after coaching myself that all I wanted to do was draft one episode, sleep and play some video games. You know deep down what you want to do if you keep asking yourself why. Or if I have all the time in the world, what would I do right now for myself? You know the answer. It's there. We just need to move through those unmanaged thoughts to see what it is. Then you need to do the action you want to take. Again, it's gonna feel like shit. That is completely normal. It's a new skill and your brain isn't used to you being nice to yourself. Sit with that. See, my issue was I assumed when I started being compassionate with myself, it was meant to feel warm and fuzzy and lovely. No, my brain has not experienced this before. It was having a little hissy fit. It did not want to learn this new thing. The flogging of the dead horse was working before. It was safe. And now the limbic system is like, no, what are you doing? I have to relearn this whole new thing. What if a bear eats us? This has been keeping you safe. And for those who don't know the metaphor, you know how they say like, you flog a dead horse, like you whip a dead horse. It's not going to move because it's dead. That's why I'm using the metaphor here. So I would challenge you to... Take a look at what areas you can be more compassionate in and even start like baby steps. You know, maybe you can't do the the full thing you really want to do. But even if it's like taking 20 minutes for your lunch break, you know, you might end up wanting to take, you know, potentially an hour. Like that's what you want to do. But at the moment, the uncomfortableness that you can sit with is only 20 minutes. Even small steps like that, it's still rewiring your brain and getting you to sit with that uncomfortableness. But it's a little bit like exposure therapy in a way. You're just, you know, taking it slowly. So I wanted to talk about this, especially following from the previous episode around self-improvement, because compassion truly is a hard act. It encompasses complex feelings and it can feel so wrong when you're taking care of yourself. If it does feel wrong then i'd say you're probably doing it right you're learning a new skill so take the action today be nice to yourself let your limbic system freak out a little bit and if you want some help with this 
come check me out. But in the meantime, take care of yourself. Hey, are you feeling super overwhelmed on the weekend? You just cannot stop thinking about work and you really wish there was an off button. Well, you should sign up for my five day challenge. How to disconnect from work and enjoy your weekend again in a way that actually works for you, not against you. Doom scrolling on social media or binging Netflix. That's a thing of the past. I'm going to teach you a secret that I only share with my one-on-one clients that I'll be sharing for free in this challenge. Over the next five days, we're going to go through why you keep worrying, how to handle the top three most common weekend worries, and a step-by-step guide on how to get you out of anxiety and back into calm so you can truly enjoy your time off. Link is in the show notes below to sign up. We start on Wednesday, the 22nd of November. I'll see you there.